Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, June 11th. Wow. In this episode, we're going to dedicate it to the Euros. All things Euros, all groups, predictions, all the madness, and all the good stuff. But first, Mike, there's a little bit of a little, little Spursy news. I like to, you're our Spurs correspondent. So we've got to find out what's happening with Spurs and anything on your uh, Salernitino uh, Trina shirts. Uh, did, you, <laughs> did you get a hold of any of those yet? I haven't gotten a hold of anybody, but no, yeah. Uh, Spurs seem to have a coach. He said for the third time in the last, what seems like three weeks. Um, he is the former Roma coach, uh, Fonseca. And uh, I was actually texted this morning by a Roma fan saying, good luck with that. And I went, oh, that's not great. Um, no, but the more I look into it, um, I'm okay with it. He's not sexy. Uh, but when we hired Pochettino, he wasn't really sexy either. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll talk a lot more about that in the next few episodes. Because listen, this is going to continue to be... A thing uh, yeah. as the Tottenham turns and I'm just kind yeah. of fucking tired of it. We've got okay. a really good show lined up though. So let's dive into the arrows. But for, before we do, uh, I want to alert everybody right off the jump of the show. Um, we've got something cooking. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't divulge a whole lot of information yet, but what I can say is that we're going to be running a contest uh, for the last 16 of the arrows uh, this year, this summer. And uh, the winners will be given uh, a gift card to uh, a specific entity that that's what I can't really uh, divulge yet, but we're in conversations with people. Uh, I got to tell you, working with Dave and Chris on the Chop Sports Network has opened a lot of doors for us and, uh, awesome. and we're running through them. So yeah. uh, we want to, we want to, you know, grow everything as a, as a thank you to them as a thank you to you guys for listening to us. So yep. we're excited. Uh, stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of news. If you don't already uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, Please do squeaky bum time pod on Twitter. And even more importantly than that, I think uh, our Facebook group, squeaky bum time podcast, it's open group. We will keep everybody there up to date. Uh, by the way, it's a lot of fun. Come on in chat and chat football with some friends. Um, but yes, there's a lot of news to come that we are still working on behind the scenes. We couldn't turn it around for the start of the tournament, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to start it in the run round of 16 in about two to three weeks. So like I said, stay tuned to, for that. Yeah. And so the format we'll go through, Mike and I are just going to touch on, go through the groups. There are six A through F. Just go through them, run them down. There's a great team with good history in every group. Some have more than one, some have more than more than that. And, you know, we can really dive into things and talk about some specific things that are real narratives around the tournament that you'll probably hear about as we go through it. Um, but first, let's go through Group A, consisting of Italy, Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey. Um, World War II references. <laughs> Italy, Switzerland, yeah, nothing great. No, no victories there. Uh, we could, we'll talk about Gallipoli maybe uh, with Turkey, you know, how they defeated uh, Winston Churchill's grand plan to open a, a Southern front for the English in World War I. Didn't go out well, didn't go well, didn't go well at all. Um, so Italy come into this super duper strong and that is bad. <laughs> Historically, Italy, when they go into a tournament strong are terrible. And when they go into to a tournament terrible, uh, they are awesome. The two times they won the World Cup, shockingly, the country and its football was embroiled in a gambling scandal. Uh, right. Both times, both 2006 well, was the Juventus uh, Calcio match scandal. Fixing. Match fixing. Well, they paying off referees. Uh, yes. And then in 2000, in, in, in 1990, uh, 1982, their primary goal scorer, who recently died, I can't remember his name, um, was embroiled in it, was able to play in the World Cup. Nobody knew. And uh, he was able to do that. So this group, uh, well, this group is a couple of good teams. But just to take a step back, Group A, Italy, Switzerland, Wales, Turkey. We should probably just talk about the format a little bit. As I Yeah, just let's, let's go through and kind of explain it, right? So yeah. um, 
like you mentioned, six groups. If you're familiar with the group stage process, you'll get this easily. But so it's the same thing as Champions League and Europa League and all the other international tournaments. Round robin. But uh, round robin play, everybody plays everybody in their group. Uh, it's only three games, not six, as opposed to Champions League. But um, yeah, and then so the top two teams uh, from each group advance. Now, a little bit different. You'll, you're like, well, hold on a second. There's six teams, uh, six groups. That's only 12. That kind of, nope, they're going to go to 16. They're going to have the four best third place teams a little wonky but so let's say let's say turkey finishes in third place in group a uh and they have out of the three games they have seven points and a good goal difference they're probably going to be one of those four teams Mm -hmm. i'm not saying Mm -hmm. they will be i'm saying hypothetically Mm -hmm. that they'll be included in that round of 16 how those four third place teams are seated effectively they get the highest four uh, group winners, if mm-hmm. you will. And then it's basically similar to the world cup, but they're paired. Um, the groups are already paired. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, and so, yeah, but so similarly to the world cup where normally it would be a one B two B one a two. So yeah. there's a little, like I said, a little bit of wonkiness there. Um, but you'll get it as you go. Trust me. <laughs> and, and this, and the reason why it's a little bit wonky is this is an expanded field. Uh, UEFA and and all the tournaments are just expanding fields as often as they can because they want to make more money and make these things bigger, uh, make it more an event. You know, it used to be these cups started with like eight teams <laughs> or they started right. with just the 16. They went straight into knockout. So these this tournament is the first time that um, it's been at this size. And that the good thing about that is that it brings teams and friends we haven't seen for a while. Scotland's in its first major tournament since 1998. Uh, and Craig Burley got sent off, uh, <laughs> which, which uh, I'm sure he remembers really well. And then we have random teams that in 1998 didn't exist, like North Macedonia. I don't know any North Macedonians. I'm sure they're pissed off that I just said they didn't exist. Yes, you were part of greater Yugoslavia, Greece, someplace where everyone hates each other from the next town over. Hopefully you didn't throw people off of bridges who had different religions from you, but I'm sure you thought about it because they that's how thought about it. That's how things go in the former uh, regions known as Thrace. Uh, so uh, that's a little bit of Roman history that we're mixing in with Nazi history. We'll keep going. I'll just mix it up, but whatever I know, <laughs> I'll throw in there. Uh, so Italy come in very strong under Mancini. I have a soft spot for Mancini. Of course, he was our coach for City that won the league. He famously, uh, according to Micah Richards, basically told all the players to go fuck themselves every second of every of every moment of that game, thinking that they were ruining it for him. Uh, so that's the kind of coach he was. Uh, so <laughs> he got them to win, but you know he's like, win it for me because I need to win. Uh, interesting there. Uh, Wales brings an interesting group of players from our friend uh, Mr. Bale. Wales semifinalist in. The last grouping could be uh, their last hurrah, really. I mean, Bale comes in yeah. fragile at best. Um, I would actually argue that he's in tip-top form right now. Okay. And that they are a dark horse. He does play well with Wales. Like He plays he, very well with Wales. But like, you know, and they I have mean, a spirit that is beyond any other team. They do. The Welsh yeah. Mafia at Spurs, you know, between him, Ben Davies, and Joe Rodon, uh, we'll all start for the Welsh side. They have no uh, choice. They will. Always they don't start. have a choice. Yeah. Um, but but I think that you know part of the banter around Bale this year with Spurs, I got a really good look at it. Uh, was that he was sort of using? No, he was sort of using Spurs to get healthy for the for the Euros. I mean, look, he had a great return goal wise, um, and and I don't even want to get into the Marino stuff. But the fact of the matter is, whether it's the reason, whether it it, it, it is a by, byproduct, he is healthy now, right? We talked about it a lot around like January when it was he was starting to turn that corner, and then Marino started to bench him. Um, he has that for he has the he's he's weathered, he's older, but he does have that Gareth Bale magic back. So yeah, and and I and, I, and um. Who's the clown who used to play for Spurs? The other Welshman. God damn, I can't remember anything. Ramsey, who's lost. Who who wins? Oh no, him. for Arsenal. Right, right. Uh, yeah, but Weston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weston McKinney stole his job, so that's yep. always good. Yeah, um, to hell with him. <laughs> uh, so that guy's pretty good. We like him. Uh, Switzerland, the Shaka brothers will be there. Uh, they're, they're always a pretty tough team. They play well. Turkey is been the perennial sleeping giant of Europe. I don't know if it's Europe, uh, but they've been part of Europe. Mostly Asia. 
well, it's the they're the hat on the Middle East. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, they, they get their they, they got stuff going on there. But Turkey are a perennial dark horse because they're literally outbreeding all of Europe combined. And I think the population <laughs> now, I think, is nearing like 80 or 90 million people, which is on par with Germany. Uh, their problem is, is that they they have individually good and crafty players uh, who come together. The defense is particularly good, led by Soyenchu. Uh, but and and Hakan Charganat Kuragalu can't remember his name. Uh, my oh, he's guy, a free kick specialist. Yeah, Love yeah, him. yeah. Uh, a lot of the best Turkish players are German, and a lot of the best German players are Turkish. Uh, mm-hmm. Figure that one out for yourself. You can uh, understand immigration and who gets what when. Uh, so Turkey are waiting for one day to. I think they're they have a belief problem. I don't think that they believe that they're as good as these teams, and one day they'll get there. Uh, but I would expect out of this group, Italy, Turkey, Wales, maybe Italy, Turkey, Switzerland. I would expect Turkey and Italy to get through as winners. I So wait, so let's go stop here. Uh, and we don't have to, we'll come up with the third place, the four third place teams at the end. Yeah. Uh, but so you've got, and I'm going to write this down. You've got Italy, which what's your, what's your. I would official? say Italy, Italy wins the group with Turkey in second. Turkey in second. Okay. I've got Wales in second and Turkey in third. So I think that's okay. the. The main difference there. But yeah, so on to Group B. Take us group, away. I'm going to write group, this down. Yeah, Group B uh, has um, Belgium, the perennial, almost everyone's favorite dark horse. Here's the bad news. They're getting old. Uh, Russia, who had a good whole World Cup at home. They made it. They beat Spain. Uh, Finland, of, of the fame of Timo Puki and Denmark, uh, 1990 champions, a very famous team. There's actually a movie on Netflix about the, the what was going on in Denmark in 1990 behind <laughs> Laudrup brothers and Peter Schmeichel and our friend, Mr. Ericsson. So Denmark, a good team. Finland, less of a good team. Russia and Belgium there. What we really want to focus on is Belgium. Uh, Belgium have been picked to win a tournament for, well, shit, since, since the fucking, since the Tim Howard game. Right. Yeah. That was their coming out game. That was, that was their, that was their, they were the big, you know, up and coming. Right. They were, they made it to the semifinal. Yeah. And for whatever reason, defense, they never seem to uh, be able to get that trophy that they think they deserve. I mean, you're looking at a team that's led by Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, Eden Hazard, less so now, uh, Aldeveroid at his best, Fertongan at, at their best together were p- partnership with Vincent Company. Um, Vermalen played for years at Arsenal. You know, they are they have Courtois and goal. They've just got Courtois a, was just a he was Spider-Man. Yeah. In that, and they just uh, have the players you'd expect to win big games, but they keep seeming to find a way to come up short. And I think fundamentally it is a defensive problem it is a c games out problem it is a pragmatism problem to win these tournaments and we'll talk about some of the teams that have won that are just like huh you've got to be a fucker and a son of a bitch and when you when it's time when it's winning time be willing to kick a guy in the dick and be willing to just be like you know what we're grinding this fucking game out i don't care similar to and i don't mean to uh, this is a good segue into my next question. Similar to the Champions League final, how how uh, Rudiger just KO'd Kevin De Bruyne, right? Whether he did it on purpose or not, it was a tough move. Right. I mean, right? he definitely impeded. He didn't try to kill him, but he definitely tried to impede his progress and stop the play in the name of a yellow card. But yeah. he ended up getting a lot more meat than he probably planned yeah. for. Yeah, and, and, and for players that we love that are out there, Hoiberg, uh, not Conte, he's less, less physical, but... Uh, Fernandinho, uh, in 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 past times, you know, um, Roy Keane, Vieira, there is a place to for shit housery and fucking shit up, and they're revered players, and you need them. And I think Belgian as a unit is missing that instinct. Well, uh, okay, and that goes back to what what is the latest news on Kevin De Bruyne? Because I actually, I meant to look He's ready. He's practicing. He's ready to he's go. Practicing. Okay. Yeah, so that, and that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Right. Yeah, like he's ready to go. Yeah. So It'll he's, be... he's, I don't know that Hazard's going to have a big place in this team. Maybe he's yeah. a sub, but, 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 
they'll play him. They're not that. They're not that good. <laughs> like they're, they well, yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna. I mean, like just going through the list, it's Hazard names. You know, Hazard, Mertens, uh, Vertonghen, um, Axel Witzel, Yannick Carrasco, Yuri Tillemans in the midfield. Yeah, Tillemans uh, is fantastic. I mean, even guys that are you know, from my precious and beloved uh, Brighton, Leandro Chassard, uh, Leandro Dundarker, <laughs> your boy, uh, Munier, Castagna, who we loved at Everton early in the season before they got weird. Um, Benteke, Benteke, Dennis Pratt, Origi, just names that are in the Premier League. So one of the things that's great about following the Euro is you start to see your guys and you're just like oh that's weird he's there yeah <laughs> and they and some guys very often it's marginal players who aren't good that are amazing in tournament play and legends are built in the in in international tournaments it is a fact oh, yeah. it is real ask anyone who followed iceland that team is revered forever yep for a moment for beating england that's all you needed uh yeah uh, for me going through um I'm going to go Belgium and Russia just I because so. I think Putin will cheat and find a way <laughs> to uh, threaten someone's family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're both pretty on par that Finland's going to finish last in this group. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out that they do have the best kits. Maybe <laughs> oh, of always. the whole tournament. Oh, always. Maybe of the whole tournament. Um, yeah. Oh, it's they're beautiful. Um, <laughs> they always do. I might get a, 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 it's a, it's a huge Jersey foul, but I might get a, as I can't find a Capo Capo, Capo Caco, excuse me, Rangers are not, not Rangers, Finland hockey Jersey. So I might get a soccer one because uh, it looks better anyway. But yeah, so yeah. I think you've got Russia and then Denmark. Me? No, Belgium. Yeah. Belgium, Russia, and then Denmark third. Oh uh, yeah. Denmark third. They'll find, uh, uh, Denmark will finish third. Ericsson will find Ericsson will find a way to to steal some goals here and there. And yeah, they'll they'll just play for him, basically. Right. I agree. I think I think it comes down to the Denmark Russia game. Um, which if I'm looking at it, is the second game of their groups uh against each other. Yeah. So Sorry about I mean, that. De- Denmark has good players, right? They've got Braithwaite who plays for Barca. They've got Polson who plays for RB Leipzig and, you know, Andreas Christensen at the back. They have enough pros. Henrik Dalsgaard, killer from fucking Brentford. They've got yeah. the guy, they have guys that can get it done. They're a professional team and they'll mm-hmm. be well coached. Uh, you know, I think Kasper Schmeichel, I mean, Ka- yeah, Kasper Schmeichel will, will bring something that helps them and some gravitas of like, I'm a fucking winner. I won the FA cup. I won the league. Let's get this done. He's the captain of Leicester, a team that is respected. If trying still to eh, get over the hump. <laughs> <laughs> so something that's really interesting about this group. If you look at the, the, the match details is that actually Russia, Russia and Denmark play on the final day of the group. Yeah. Uh, on the 21st. Yeah. And so that's going to be really interesting because more than no matter what, almost definitely oh, any outcome in that game will change who's in second and third place. Right. I so. will be looking forward to a, uh, a rematch of uh, 1940 Russia, Finland, the battle of the skis uh, when Russia <laughs> invaded Finland and uh, Finland held up longer than France did against oh, the yeah. mighty Soviet Red Army. So the Finns are pretty fucking tough. I bet you that's a secret rivalry that I called out as a joke, but probably is real. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it is in hockey too. There'll be a lot of Ks. Oh, it's a big one in hockey. A yeah. lot of Tukis and Pukis. And uh, I just want to talk about one person before we leave Finland. And that's Asa Tikkanen. I fucking love you. Oh. You're a goddamn legend. <laughs> Asa Tikkanen has my favorite moment in Madison Square Garden in 1997 where he scores and he's in overtime against the Panthers. He's the only one in Madison Square Garden who knows it's in and he loses his fucking mind. And then five <laughs> minutes later, they review it. It goes in and he goes, he basically goes over to the ref and goes, I fucking told you so. True story. He scored two overtime winners in that series. He is a legend. I love him. <laughs> Number 10 for the New York Rangers. Anyway. Uh, I, I, I thought okay. I'd have to throw some some uh, S taken in. Uh, in Group C, the weakest group by far. Yeah. But, uh, the Netherlands are in it, but they have a shit coach. I mean, uh, <laughs> I can't even fucking say his name. Frank, the loser. Uh, De Boer. De Boer is the coach of the Netherlands. Holy shit! Yeah, because Komen went to Barcelona. Komen oh, yeah, had this right. team playing Dutch, 
he had it playing well. They had their moments back. They had missed the last Euros and the World Cup. They've been in really shit form and really falling apart. And now Frank is going to fuck it up because he's a bad coach. Yeah, he is. He's trying to play three at the back. He's doing all sorts of stupid shit. Listen, this team should not be bad. They can't not make it out of this group. Uh, Austria's not good enough. North Macedonia is just like, North Macedonia is a country? Yes. North Macedonia, if you were to fire up this tournament on FIFA, they would have made up players. (laughs) I think they do have made up players. They do, Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the Ukraine, and then the Ukraine, which is, can be strong. I mean, they have one strong uh, uh, international, my boy, uh, oh, fucking Alex Jinchenko. Jinchenko. What the hell is the guy? I can't remember anyone's name today. Um, my Your city. left back. Yeah. Yes, my left Alexander back. Zinchenko. Zinchenko, that's what I yeah, said. Yeah, Jesus. All right, so you're going to put you. <laughs> he looks Ukrainian too. Now that I think He's so it. Ukrainian. He's got right, a soft. Got, he's got, well, got they have, they've place. got Yarmolenko. Somehow they have a Marlos. Yarmolenko. Yarmolenko is made of glass, but I love him. Yeah, but it, it's different. It's different when he's playing for, when he's got the ball and he's playing for uh, the Ukraine. He's just going to shoot, and yeah. and and their coaches is, is uh, I can't whatever I can't remember anything. So they're good, but you know these teams aren't good enough. They probably get out of the group because the group's so bad. So I think I'll go with the Netherlands, Austria. Ukraine, yeah. I mean, as a third place winner. I mean, you're going Ukraine. I don't. No, I don't even want to put. It's the Netherlands and Austria. I don't want the third place team to come from this group. I don't even. Uh, it might just because everybody. That's the weird thing is that it's so siloed, right? Like, Ukraine could have a good third place showing relative. Yeah, because it's such a shit group. Because they're gonna get the point. They're gonna get the point against Macedonia. But Austria is good. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is like it's such a weird dynamic that like we'll talk about some of the other groups that are strong all the way through where they might beat the shit out of each other and hurt the group in total uh, for having a third place entrance. So yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough group. It's uh, North Macedonia. I'm wearing my Gunnerstall Iceland shirt, and I it just occurred to me that the are they are not the Gilfie the fighting Gilfies are not taking part in the tournament this year, and that makes didn't me make sad. it. Yeah, they didn't make it. Uh, I couldn't. I can't believe I didn't remember Andrei Shevchenko's name. But there's a lot of Ko's and Shevchens and Alex's and Andre's. Yeah, so I fucked that up. But yeah, Andrei Shevchenko, fucking legend. I mean, all timer. One of the the beginner of the Chelsea curse came to Chelsea, did nothing after yes. winning the Champions League with AC Milan twice, I think. Uh, group D is a, a group hold that on, I will. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's pay some bills real quick. So you guys are uh, you guys are all familiar with now, um, you know, the last few times we've been talking about Jess at Sunflower Meadow Seasonings. Um, you know, the, the cheddar beer dip that she's made exclusively for the Chop Sports Network is still really, really good. Uh, I have ripped through my free samples of it. Thank you, Jess. Uh, please don't send any more. As I mentioned, I'm on a, a super strict diet uh, and I just can't do it. I can't do it, but it's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, we, we're, we're, we're recording later tonight than normally and I'm starving. So I kind of wish I did have some of it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I said, uh, go to uh, sunflowermeadowseasoning.com. Their entire lineup of products, it's all really, really great stuff. Um, this this Jess is a wizard. Um, but yeah, especially the brand new cheddar uh, beer dip. Definitely take a look at that, guys. Mike, did you know that I have a seven-year-old daughter? I did. I did. How is did that, you- She's okay. She's sleeping. Did you know that children are very goddamn expensive? I and you have you. to plan for their lives for the rest of their fucking lives because children aren't allowed to have any responsibility to do anything anymore. I have been petrified of what's gonna happen with our financial future for poor Aveline. But thankfully, the CHOP Network has put me in touch with our friend uh, Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. And he has been helping us find a path to save money on our bills so that we can put money away for Aveline to go forward I mean, she's got all sorts of things she needs. She needs to, we got to pay things for camp. We got to pay things for dance class and ballet and this and that. So Joe's been helping me find the money under the couch uh, 
on the podcast. We don't buy any new software. We borrow it from the Chop Sport Network team <laughs> so that we, we can have the money to, uh, to do the things we need to do for our family. And we're so appreciative of Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting, who's found a way to help us with our monthly bills. Visit Joe at www.attitudeofgratitudeconsulting for more info. And if you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. He's going to find those nickels and dimes to help you uh, use in the way that's more useful than fucking spending it on coffee. That's for sure. All right. On to the groups. Hold Mike, on. I who's next? My, uh, I didn't give my group C predictions. I do think Netherlands wins. Uh, I, it's, I honestly, I really want to go against that, but I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going, I'm going, you know what? The Ukraine is not so weak. I'm going with them too. And Austria, they're going to be one of my three. Well, I mean, the thing with Ukraine is they're literally in the middle of a war and part of their country has been taken over by Russia. So maybe they have got a little fight in them. Maybe they're seeing, so. a, maybe they're seeing a pairing with Russia somehow, some way, maybe they can't fight on the ground and they can't, uh, use the N word in Hunter Biden emails, but. <laughs> they can they can find a way on the football field to to get themselves uh moving forward so hopefully hopefully they they find a way forward because um i really like my guy uh the team and you know they're always a good little team especially the russian the the ukrainian league champions shakhtar always been a trouble for city so they're always like they're always a nightmare in champions yeah. league uh one other thing on scheduling for that the same day as um uh russia and denmark we've got ukraine and austria as the appetizer to that. So yeah. really interesting couple of games towards the yep. end of the group between teams. We expect to be more or less in the same spot. So, all right, hit me with group D group. D is a really good one. Uh, well, group D is where we have some real connection. You've got Croatia uh, finalist in the world cup. You've got England basically who lost to Croatia, the Chicago Cubs of international soccer, you know, instead of 1906, it's 1966. They yeah. can't let it go. They still hold on to it. They invented football. They think they should win. Their team is perennially overrated <laughs> because yeah. they're in the, all the players are in the biggest league in the world. Uh, we have Scotland and their 14 left backs versus England's nine right backs and the Czech Republic who are spicy because mm -hmm. they've got Suchek. They've got all the guys from Spartak and, and Slavia Prague who've been playing together. And they have, they're one of those teams that's got that cohesiveness that makes it tough. Um, so it's a strong group, heavy with two at the top and then heavy with two at the bottom who are evenly matched. Um, the Czech Republic famously in 1996 made the final. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind for you uh, old school heads remembering Paolo Paborski's goal to get them through his headband, his hair. Of course, back then, if you had a good tournament, you simply got signed by Man United. Be like, who is he? I saw him in the Euros. He's fucking awesome. And then the guy would just fade. And you'd be like, oh, I guess he's not good. Uh, this is a historical thing that happened. So really keep an eye on someone who pops. Uh, think of James Rodriguez. He just became a superstar. And it's like, you're yeah. not a superstar. You're uh, a guy who has a good left foot. <laughs> the last... The, the last one from the Euro I think of is Renato Sanchez. And he was like, everybody's like, he's the next Ronaldo. Hey, no, he's not. Like, Yeah, he's not even... The next, I don't know where he is. He's lost. He's in the French league. He's, I think he's oh, is at, he at Rennes. Oh, was he at Rennes? One of them. Something yes. with two letters that's short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, that's where he went. Because he's a name that I have in the back of my head because of his performance at the, what, 2016, 2018, 2016 Euro. Yeah. That, that fucking, what's his face is shit has it. He's at Lille. So he's a champion. Yeah, so I said. Oh, fuck. Um, Did he play? Yeah, he played. Oh, that's, yeah, he played. that's fucking awesome for him. Yeah, so good for him. He got a shot, right? He basically got himself to Bayern Munich from that right. performance, right? Exactly. So that kind of stuff happens. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to in this group, sure, Croatia, England. I don't think Croatia is where they were. I know uh, what you're when, for. When uh, England, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Give it all to me. <laughs> oh, I want the fucking England, Scotland for people who don't know is the first international ever. I think it was uh, 1870, 1860, something like that. And the history of football, I'm going to give everyone a history lesson. The English only played soccer by going, running with the ball to someone and trying to go past them. So they played a dribbling game. 
the Scottish, being not as good, were like, how about we just pass the ball around them? And they effectively invent modern soccer. <laughs> and it's because of them and a team called uh, Queen's Park, not Queen's Park Rangers, but Queen's Park, where all these Scottish guys were learning, that, which literally was called, oh, they played the passing game. Uh, <laughs> this is before the offside. This is before lots of shit. Uh, but they invented modern soccer and all the great early soccer players in England before it was professional and they had to fight that out were Scottish. And they would immigrate down all the working men from Scotland and become professional football players. Uh, there's a really bad Netflix movie <laughs> called The Game that kind of covers it a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit weird. Uh, there's a split between working men playing soccer and posh people playing soccer. Uh, it's worth a watch just to see weird soccer, but it's like Downton Abbey versus mixed with victory. So it's kind of a weird, <laughs> weird, weird combo. But, you know, for soccer nerds, just watch it and it's fun. So Scotland, England has so much history, so many big moments. That will be a game that has more fans than anything. Another big, big key and why I think Scotland will go through. They're playing all their games at home. They're playing two yeah. games at home. Well, and then they're playing the one at Wembley. But right. Yeah. But effectively in, no, that's as, in that's the as, UK, right? That's as home as you get away, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so Scotland will have three games with massive, massive fan bases. And you'll see the Tartan army. They wear uh, like a, a, a golf cap with a pom-pom and red shaggy hair as like as a cheap wig. And that's their look, like a Scottish hillbilly. Um, I like Groundskeeper so, Willie. Yeah, basically that. And uh, they have lots of songs. And they're not quite good enough. They're going to be relying somehow on Tierney and Robertson to combine. Uh, one idea is they're both left backs that they both play on the left. One at one as the fullback One's and the one as the winger. And they kind of just share the running up and down. Uh, they may play three at the back and try and just play Robertson as a wingback. And just move them around that way. They don't quite have a way to play their best players, but you can look for John McGinn, uh, Che Adams up front. So some good players, but you know they're going to be defensive and sit in and just try and absorb pressure from England, absorb pressure from Croatia, uh, who still rely on Luka Modric, who's just a fucking legend at this point. I mean, yes, he looks like Lady Crawley from Downton Abbey. Uh, <laughs> he does. Uh, thank you. Shout out to the to the men in Blazers who pointed that out. But he does look like an older woman. At this point, uh, but you know, Croatia have experience. They have something that I think the teams in the Balkans have in general. You know, they play better than the sum of their parts. The players are always better than you think they're going to be. So, yeah. like when you see Serbia, you see Croatia, you see Slovakia, you're like, not is it Slovakia, Slovenia? Yeah. You're like, why are these small, tiny countries good? I mean, they just overrepresent themselves in internationals somehow. They have discipline, like they're good at basketball. They're good at fucking water polo. They show up in like judo. You're like, why is Serbia winning medals in the Olympics? What the fuck is going on? This is a war-torn country that believes in gypsies. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> so, uh, and and you don't really want to be Jewish there. It's not fun. And I'm not, because uh, it's not a good, it's not good. They just live by the old ways. Uh, they might try and boil you and use you, jar you and try and use you for like healing. Uh, it's not Kazakhstan, but it has its own special flavor. Shout out to uh, my friend Dan Sormez of the former Yugoslavia, a.k.a. Serbia, who's uh, told me more stories about just general hatred of your neighbor for no reason than I care to imagine. And his dad, who's the best. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. but, but he's not Croatian. Uh, Croatians are the Catholics. So we like them. Uh, but uh, England-Croatia is the first match in the group. That should be good. I'd expect England to fuck up and play badly, but advance. That seems to be their way. And Gareth Southgate will get them to a certain level and then they'll fail because he won't make adjustments and he'll yeah, do I something agree. stupid. I, I think that's fair to say. And I think one more point on the, the Croatians and, you know, all of the, those teams, which the, you, you so uh, acutely put together, right? Um, <laughs> all of, uh, they, they all hate each other, so don't really but, put them together. <laughs> well, no, but the idea is is that they all share one common characteristic. They can take a punch, right? So uh, if you look back to the World Cup, right, uh, Kieran Trippier, which, you know, 
one of the greatest free kicks in the, in the moment I've seen, right. This goes top bins with it and England goes up one, nothing. And at that point you're like, Oh, they, they might, they got, it. They got this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Croatia, not only counter punches, but they go back up to one and then they lock it down. So um, I think that Croatia wins this group. Um, ah, man, you really, really sold, sold me on Scotland, but I'm big on the checks, man. I, I have, I have the checks in England really tight for second. You're, and, you're uh, big on your boy Suchek. I like I like Thomas Suchek. He was in my team of the year. I played him as a winger in my team of the year, like an idiot. It didn't matter. Did you know uh, he did not miss a minute in the Premier League? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was like one of like two or three guys. I think. And he's gigantic. He causes problems, like yeah, massive problems. One, he wins you balls in the midfield that you normally wouldn't win. You sort of place. You'd be like, well, that's a striker's ball. Well, we're doing it. We can do, we don't have to kick it long. We can kick it in the middle where there's actually more bodies and we can win second balls. And then the other pieces on set pieces, the guy's fucking lethal, right? Oh, yeah. And you've got Modric and him. Well, sorry, wrong team. But you've got, uh, you know, you've got him there and you have Kufal, who's got probably going to take the corners. Kufal might have been the best or top right back outside of, you know, the sort of top six from West Ham. That team is and they've been playing with each other all year. Well, that's, so that's the thing you mentioned, right? Like, so yeah. they've been playing together, but the, like the rest of the team is a unit, right? We talked about it when they, what, when they won, what was they beat it? Arsenal. Yes. The semis. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like Suchek was FaceTiming with them on the field. That's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. So they're really tight. And I, I, I believe in that togetherness. I think that and it'll the, be tough. It's going to be tough. The thing you got to remember about these groups is it's three games. One thing goes wrong. If if England loses to Croatia, they're in, in trouble. Deep shit. Yep. Right. So I think right off the jump. Yeah, I think on Croatia the flip side, you them. could go through on three draws. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But and 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 by that math. So but I think I think you start with Croatia beating England and everyone in the nation panics and subsequently blames Harry Kane. And then uh No, you forgot Raheem Sterling still plays for England. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he has a special characteristic that's different from Harry Kane. <laughs> um their second game is going to be that blood feud against scotland and then finish up with it with again with another game this is going to be on the 22nd i'm not going anywhere that weekend man i'm gonna have some fun it's going to be the czechs against england at wembley while croatia and scotland is probably not going to be much than that but uh but while they play across the you know across the way there in glasgow yeah it's gonna be Pretty incredible. I'm looking forward to that. My picks would be, I'm going to go England, Croatia, but I don't feel good about England. If they went out, it would be a catastrophe, but it could happen. Yeah, easily. absolutely. Easily. Uh, who you got for three? Scotland. Do it. Yes. Just gonna, Thank you. I'm just going to do it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to, but it, it, it's a tough, it is a tough group, but it's a, it's an interesting group. Uh, yeah. And then in group E, Poland, Spain, Sweden, Slovakia, all name brand Spain is the powerhouse there. But they're weird. Like, I don't – they've got COVID problems. None of them are practicing together. Uh, they've got, like, everything is separated out. They've got all these protocol shit going on with them. So they're kind of a mess right now. But they are Spain. They still have that Spain thing where they pass the ball around. Luis Enrique is the coach. Uh, he's a good coach. He cares. Um, but, again, are we really going to rely on Morata to score goals? Mm. Like they're just gonna pass the ball around and Morata's gonna be offside. <laughs> right? That's just that's just how it's gonna be. Yep. I mean, I could see someone like Ferran Torres from City, the youngster that we got from Valencia this season. Yeah. He had moments. He had a hat trick against Germany in the buildup. I could see him becoming a star. Um, I think he 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 needs to feel mature. I think it's a confidence thing, but he's clearly supremely talented. And then one thing about Spain is there'll be no Ramos. A lot of the old guard are getting sort of phased out. Um, but Spain are still the class here. Poland with Lewandowski. They are usually worse than the sum of their parts. You're always like, Poland, why aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess not. I think it's one of these things where uh, you find out how much midfielders matter because Lewandowski just doesn't get on the ball. Uh, they sit back and he kind of tends to be on his own and doesn't get to do much. Sweden, we were robbed of Zlatan. Uh, he got he basically out for the year, and I think he, he at this point he'll probably try and keep playing. But at this point, he's he's kind of in trouble. Uh, he may really never play again at this point because yeah. he had he had quit from uh, 
the Swedish national team. And then when they made it, he joined back in. That's dirty. <laughs> but hey, he's Latin. He can do what the fuck he wants. He can do that. He's right. The so they guy. play Spain, then Slovakia, then Poland. That Poland-Sweden game could be massive for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they have good players. I think the one to watch for this team is a guy called Alexander Isak, a uh, black guy from Sweden. It happens these days. Um, but he had been at Dortmund, flamed out. They had, you know, you felt like it was one of those moments where they found someone. But he had a great season with Sociedad. Not surprisingly, I think uh, David Silva was in the midfield there and helped him out. That's so, strange. There's that. And then my favorite player, because I think his name is Forsberg, and I just remember him, is Emil Forsberg, plays at Leipzig. He's just, every time I watch Leipzig, I love him, and I want him to not be playing at Leipzig because I think he's fucking amazing. <laughs> but uh, this is a team that's tough. Uh, they've, they, they have history. They've been in a World Cup final uh, many years ago against Brazil. So they're interesting. I like them. Uh, Slovakia, also interesting. It's part of our Balkan crew. Uh, Slovakia's got good players too. It's always these same things. You're just like, wow, shit, these teams are, they still have Hamšík and some of these guys that are still can do things. Uh, but again, it's, it's too bad. I mean, it's like, could we combine Yugoslavia again? Cause, uh, I think they'd be good or all the blood feuds of a thousand years will come back and some guys will be hanging from their lockers with the other guys saving them because they are praying in a different language. Who the fuck knows? But Dubrovka from Newcastle's their goalkeeper, hell of a goalkeeper kept them in the league to be fair. Did. <laughs> uh, but uh, just, I think Hamshake will be the big one there. Yeah. They, they don't seem to have the horses as I just looked through their roster. Just not enough there. Uh, I do remember that Skrinar, I think plays for somebody. Inter. Inter. He plays for Inter. Right. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's very good. Uh, he's only going to be as good as who's next to him, though. And nobody here is really screaming at me. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Sweden. Yeah, Sweden is the Sweden is the better of the teams. Yeah, I, I want to see. Look, what we talked about, you know, players becoming stars in this tournament. You got to you got to know that obviously there are some players who are basically their teams and that's what's true in Poland, right. With, with, with Robert Lewandowski get on the ball. No, I know. But what I'm saying is when I think through who I think is going to get through the group is not who I want to get through the group because I want to see Poland go on a run. I want to see Lewandowski put them on his back. Uh, And we, you know, again, it's three games. It could happen, but it's, I don't, I don't see it. You need, Um, you need luck. Yeah, you really do. So, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, he, Spain's got their own problems, but It'll they're still they're, Spain. They're, they're, they're not not making it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would go Sweden two and the Poland at the three, uh, and then who you got? Obviously Spain one. Yeah, Spain and and Poland, and then I'll give uh, I'll give I'll give Sweden the turn. I, I can't see. Them okay. It. I mean, All right. Slovakia doesn't have the horses. We don't have a single group that's exactly the same. Although I kind of do. I, we did not mention our friend and Spurs target, Marcel Sabitzer from uh, Austria uh, in the midfield. So I do kind of, I think I might go back on my Ukraine, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Before we get to group F, because group F is a doozy. <laughs> Laurent, I, I want to hear, I want to take it back to 2006. For a second. Oh God, we're talking about France. So oh, uh, the most famous World Cup final probably ever. Yes. Um, France, Italy, huge, huge, huge matchup, right? Yes. Um, first half is going by. It was, it was like middle of the first half, I think, right? Zinedine Zidane, Thierry Henry, David Trezeguet. Like this France team was just unbelievably fluid. They were actually. They were loaded, but bad well, they, in the tournament. Weird. You know what's actually. And, we were and, just, and Zidane had kind of not wanted to be in it and they were listless and he put the fucking team on his back. It's kind of, uh, I don't know that the parallel is correct in that they'll make it to the final, but they remind me of the, the holdovers from the Spain dynasty, which yeah. by the way, we, we didn't talk about it while we were recording. Spain won the euros in 2008, the world cup in 2010, and then the euros again in 2012. That is the best stretch of international football in the history of the world. France have a chance to do the World Cup Euro, World Cup Euro, World Cup Euro for the third time, which is no one's ever done. Okay. So right. they, they had, they had, they did 98 and 2000. Then they did, they did uh, 82. 
no, no, 96. No, no 96. 98 and 2000? There's a third one. Anyway, I got maybe. They just won. They just won. Right. So they may be able to do World Cup and then Euros again. So, uh, yeah. And then. Okay. Yeah, they're getting uh, there. But, they're but, getting so there. we were getting there, right? We were talking about how uh, this loaded France team, like I said, kind of coming to the end of their run. Yeah. But they get to the final. They play a, a terrific Italy team. That was cheating. Um, but so I'll give you the floor because what happens next? Yeah, yeah. So the it's it's a famous gif. It's, it's famous for everything. Basically, it's in extra time, extra time. Zidane is amazing. Like, just it rarely happens in football where an individual player and I did not have good soccer literacy at the time where you're just like, what the fuck? Who is that person? And, you know, I knew who Zidane was. I mean, all French, French, even a little bit, you knew who he was, but he stood out. It was different. It was, it was messy ish, but not at the final third in the midfield. He'd take the ball from the defenders and just go through the rest of the team and set up the next shot. Or, or just control the ball or keep the pace of the game going well. And Italy was in full shithouse mode. They were, you know, it was still Chiellini was still there. Fucking Chiellini. Fucking hate him. Fucking um, Chiellini. <laughs> uh, and Gattuso was there. You know, it's, it's, it's Totti, Daniela De Rossi. These are like Pirlo. Pirlo. These guys are warriors. These are, these are the, you know, these guys are legionnaires. Like if you had put the fucking bronze cap on and he just, you would have been you would have been like, oh, okay, those guys are Roman legions. They're going to go kill Gauls. I'm in. Okay, no problem. Uh, that's what they were like. And they played that way and they they played that up. And Italy has that sort of warrior mentality about the team. It wasn't a full Catanaccio team, but they had a spirit of like, nobody believes in us. We shouldn't be here. And in the in the final throws of the game, it, Matrazzi is basically fucking with these Zidane the whole game. I'm at Floyd's in Brooklyn. Shout out to Atlantic Avenue Floyd's. This is a bar that has an indoor bocce court, which is always a good time. Very soccer focused. Great place. It was a Spurs place. Uh, I think it is still. Yeah, yeah. Floyd's uh, at the far end of Atlantic Avenue. And it was jammed and I was full French. And so Zidane does the headbutt. He gets sent off. Um, We go to penalties after extra time. And fundamentally, you know, France loses, right? They, Perlo finishes them off. And what I remember about it is not, and not really the moments of the game so much, how fucking angry it was. And it was a moment. It's one of those moments. There's Aguero, but before Aguero for me is that game. I fucking hated anyone in that goddamn Azuri fucking blue shirt. I was mad. My friend Franch came and was like, oh, it's a good game. I was like, fuck you. Get away from me. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Like, don't give your fucking friendly Italian blah, blah, blah. I was like, that was bullshit. Go away. I'm going to hit you. Like, I felt the other side that football can bring to you. The kind of like the rage, the why things burn, the why fucking people fight. I was so livid. And I was like, this is not good. This does not a good feeling. But that happens. It's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, the other feeling I had of that, it's the same feeling I had in the game I keep referring to, the 2 nothing uh, Clemens-Pedro game, Trotnik's in two-out home run in the ninth Yep, game. we were both we're at walking, that game. Yeah, we're walking out of Yankee Stadium. It was crackling, and it was ready to fucking kick off. And if I had some Red Sox dickhead fucking got in my face, I would have hit him and be like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to kill this person because <laughs> they are Red Sox fans. So that's my uh, 2006 final feeling. I couldn't get over it. And it was weirdly another, you know, five years. Yes, we followed football, but it was less accessible than it was. And then Aguero, and then I probably haven't missed uh, any tournament ever since. Although I do have an amateur moment. Uh, What's going to be brought up a lot, and you probably hear about it a lot, is Euro 96, famous in England for the last time they played Scotland. Gaza scored a goal, Paul Gascoigne. who gets referred to constantly because he's a maverick. He's sad. He's drunk. He's bipolar. He's got a lot of problems, but he's still around. And that night, I give a quick Gaza story. When I was on the tour of the Spurs stadium, he's a famous Spurs legend. Uh, He was a tremendous drunk. There was a hot tub at the old white heart lane uh, in the locker room. And more than once he fell asleep drunk in the hot tub before the game. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> just but like, he like was Gaza. But he, and then he would go out there and score. Yeah, but he he was a maverick. He yeah, was a complete maverick. Played differently. Was it uh, tuned to a different world? And he has a famous goal that he chips a ball up, goes over the Scottish defense, and volleys it home. It's a really incredible goal. I was in England and lived in England at the time, and sort of somehow knew that it was a big deal. And I remember we were watching a game on TV in the house. I turned it off and opened the doors to the, to the porch. And you could just hear cheering from everywhere. That's awesome. This is incredible. So that's my Gaza story. That's my Euro 96 story. I know Euro 96 because I was in England for it. It was a big deal. It was awesome. Um, but Gaza, we loved you. Uh, Zidane, we loved you. Italy, I will hate you for fucking ever. You Azuri scum, you fucking fascist black shirt, drape yourself in the Catholic church, ruiners of society. That's what I have to say about these. Uh, I was so 100% with you until the, Sal- the Salernitana thing and now <laughs> Paratici and like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm dovetailing back into the Italian part. I don't know, man. I don't know. And now uh, we, yeah. we're speaking, speaking of, we have got to talk about group F. I mean, we're, we do. We're, we do. We're, on, we're on an hour. This is an, an epic, an epic pod, but I think worth it. I think we did a lot of good stuff here. Uh, of course I'm supporting France, but this is a group of death. This is France, uh, current world cup holders and two time winners of this tournament and should have won in 2016. They were runners up uh, losing to Portugal, Germany, four time world cup winners three-time European cup holders, three times runners-up. So they have, you know, been in the final or near there six times. And then Portugal are reigning champions um, and were in the final in 2004 and famously lost to Greece, who we didn't get to mention. But Greece are one of the all-time, all-time fucking underdog upsets. Uh, Let's be fair, the tournament was in Greece, home team. Uh, So that matters. And then Hungary, who uh, have a lot of, history in football as in pushkas was hungry was from hungary they famously basically created modern football uh the pushkas award for the greatest goal is a hungarian and there is a and and basically the soviets destroy hungary after world war ii and they never are a football power again but hungary is a historical world power and it's good to have them back they will play at home in full stadiums because orban apparently thinks that coronavirus never existed so it's just like <laughs> hey hungary's open there's no coronavirus here uh so hungary will be in front of full fans in full stadiums at home <laughs> for two of the three games yeah yeah and, so and, they give zero fucks yeah and good on them you know that's the only way that they're going to be ha- able to have any competitive balance or any flared all in this group which they're still not going to um no they're gonna get annihilated they're gonna get their shit kicked in three times for sure you've got france first who of the other two do you it's have germany and portugal i mean it's just not it's just easy uh i think germany will be bad i think the voice of love has been too much he famously kicked Mueller out of the team they fucking flame out in the world cup tries to bring him back that's fine i, I don't yeah. think so they've been playing badly for two years, three years now, I don't see them turning it around, but then it's Germany. Like you just have to give respect. You can't, you can't count them out. They're still Germany until they're not. Yep. Right. I agree. And then the French team. It's just a wagon the whole way through. They're so, they're so great. The only thing that I can think of that would fuck them up is the champs is a little weird. Right. He's right. very defensive mm-hmm. for a team with that much talent to play two holders always mm-hmm. using fullbacks, using center backs as fullbacks. That's how they play normally because they have so many center backs. They're like, well, I don't care that they're not a fullback. They're playing fullback because they're incredible football players, but just don't do that. Like, <laughs> right. It's just an incredible, incredible team that has the problem of too many good players, sort of the way um, Brazil does sometimes when you're just like, well, how are they going to play? Yeah, why are you lining <laughs> up like that? Yeah, um, you've got Germany too or Portugal too? You've got Germany? Uh, I would go with – I'm going to go Portugal two, Germany three as okay. a catastrophe. And I'll tell you why 
I just think as much as I have been critical of Cristiano, he has the thing. He's still there. He's still there. Now, it can be a problem because they have to play him, but he does drive the team to win. And like I couldn't believe, and like we talked about in earlier pods at the end of the season, he scored 29 fucking goals. Yeah. Still. Mm -hmm. 36 years old. All the miles. Everything. If he can somehow play as a nine, really play as a nine, not like out where he wanders, where he likes to be a little bit on the left, hanging out, playing out there, but really just stay in the box and stay there and let people send the ball into you. There's nobody who's a better finisher ever. Like he has all the finishes. Yep. Right. Like he's just such a good header of the ball. The problem they have is how do you play Jota, Bernardo, uh, Fernandez all together without breaking the balance of your team, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one thing I could think of is Bernardo from City, I feel like he could play deeper. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's more of a, of, of kind of a, almost not holding, but on this team, maybe. The thing is, he doesn't have that killer ball. Right. So they, who's that link? Like, mm-hmm. he'll carry, he'll take the ball and run through the midfield, but who's going to connect to Fernandez and connect to Jota, who's making a run and yep. get the ball? Like, they don't have, like, it's Moutinho, but Moutinho's 37. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or, or Neves, who I, I don't, I don't think he's really, you know, he's really sort of an arrive late in the box guy and a defender, but who is that knitter guy? Who's going to make mm-hmm. that De Bruyne-ish. Who's the bridge. Yeah. Who's that connector? It, 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 you know, that's their problem. They're going to have that problem. They're still good in defense. They're really good in defense. They have Ruben Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> they are, you know, really good right now. Uh, and then Jesus font, if you recall, his partnership back in the day under Pochettino at Southampton. He's won the fucking league at 38 years old with Lil, and he's mm-hmm. going to partner the defense with Diaz because yeah. Pepe's done at this he's point. He's done. He was done years ago. Man, he's, I hate that guy. He's still fun. <laughs> fun, yeah, absolutely. When I look at this group, I struggle real hard because I want to give Germany a couple extra points because they're playing all three games in Munich. And that could make it worse. It could make it worse. You're right. You're right. And I, and the more we talk about Portugal, the more I start to warm up to them. I didn't even talk about fucking Andre Silva. The guy led the Bundesliga at 32 goals in the Bundesliga. He's forgotten. He is. He is. is. You got so many good players. Yeah. This group. I mean, so if, if you're the neutral, uh, which obviously you are if you're listening to this, uh, you are keying on every game in, in Group F because what it's likely going to come down to, frankly, is who beats the shit out of Hungary the most. It's going to be goal difference is the tiebreaker, right? So um, that's where I see uh, who's in second and who's in third. I think it's a goal difference situation. I have no fucking idea who. And honestly, I don't think this is a runaway for France at all. No, this is tough. Um, so I, maybe, the, maybe, maybe, maybe Portugal plays Cancelo inside and as a, as, yeah. a, as a central, the, the hot take I wanted to have was Germany, France, Portugal. I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to go France in the two. I, because, just I think Germany's toast. Yeah. It's not a great Germany. Here's what's going to happen. France is going to get a two and then they're going to beat the shit out of one of the one of the worst ones from one of the other groups. That's like I said, it's three games. You're going to get uh, Austria could win group C. The more I think about it, and you could get a you can get an Austria as a one and a France as a two. And Austria is like, "Well, what the fuck did we finish in first place for?" <laughs> you know. So that's that's I mean, what I'm listen, go. the 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 fact is this tournament has delivered some odd champions. I mean, we can look through Portugal was is is has been good for a while, but sure. Denmark, Greece, crazy. Um, Czech Republic in '76, just like what? Why the fuck did that happen? It was Czechoslovakia back then. I guess they're they're claiming it, and the Slovaks go like, "What do we? We were there." Um, but uh, that is famous because of the Pananka. He invented mm-hmm. it. It's a man uh, in '76 took a penalty as and acted like an asshole. And then of course this former Soviet Union was a three-time finalist and had won one. So we're missing, you know, 
some there's some odd teams that have won this. No one dominates this tournament. I wouldn't say Germany no. dominated, uh, but uh, you know, and I just more friends at the party only me only that makes it more diverse, right? Like there's there's no there's no guarantee that any of the big names are going to come out of the, well, well. I think with with with, with more teams in a tournament, what you have is like all the historical giants are in. Yes, there's no like. Well, I guess Italy didn't make it. That doesn't right. happen. Mm-hmm. That basically guarantee that the big countries of Europe are here. Would and if they're there, it, then they have a puncher's chance. Would you call it Super League-esque at that point? Then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. Well, listen, here's the thing the stupid Super Leaguers were so dumb about. They should just be like, let's just make the Champions League huge. Just to let more people in. Yeah. Right? Instead of trying to be exclusive, just be like, yeah, we'll never miss. Oh, it's six teams on our leagues make it. Well, why not? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, yeah, you, we, let's make it, let's put the Europa League and the Champions League together. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in the Premier League gets a bid. Yeah, well, go, why Burnley? not make it the FA Cup of Europe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, that's actually better. That is better. That and is then you better. draw it out of the hat? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Millwall. Millwall are going to Shakhtar Donetsk. And- oh, my God, there's a field fight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to die. <laughs> God, why haven't you know what why don't we run fifa that's what we would go off of like what are you crazy if england can do 790 teams we can do 2000 <laughs> <laughs> it's all of europe they can handle it shit belgium oh, man. brussels is there they fucking yeah. managed the coronavirus rollout perfect hey i know there you go <laughs> all right this is a long one take us home laurent Okay, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing. Is that a chicken wing? Of the Chop Sports Network. The wing, chop, I don't know, that's weird. We record on Mondays and Thursdays, so be sure to subscribe when you get your podcasts, wherever you get them, so you'll never miss an episode. And be sure, if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show as we need to reach as many lunatics as possible. Because lunatics make Lunatics are what field fighting is about. Team field fighting with sponsors.